It's time to fire up the three-cylinder star drive, the show that sputters along, touring a galaxy of pop culture and fanboy fiction. And now, here are your hosts, Richard Coots and Roger Colby. Hey, welcome back to Three Cylinder Star Drive. I'm Roger Colby. And I'm Richard Coots. All right, so today we're going to do a retro pilot review. Yep, got a new one. New old one. New old one, yeah. Yeah, 1997. Uh, I believe it's 96. 96? Yeah. Okay. And it's uh, Nightman. Nightman. Based on a DC comic. It's actually an actual DC comic. Marvel. Or Marvel. It's Marvel. Are you sure it's Marvel? It's Marvel. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, So, basically the premise is, in the comic book, the guy, like, he's a saxophone player, and he's on a streetcar in, like, San Francisco, and he has an accident. No, wait. He has an accident in, a car. in the comic book. He has an accident in his car and smashes into a into a cable car, and a piece of metal somehow gets lodged in his head. And then he's able to hear evil thoughts from people, like people around him who are thinking evil thoughts. In this one, he <laughs> he has like a he's on a cable car playing a saxophone, and lightning strikes the cable cable car. And like suddenly he knows there's a bomb on the cable car. Yeah, he gets he gets shocked by the lightning. Nobody else in the cable car gets Nobody else. shocked by the lightning. Just him. Just 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 him. Yeah. And then he uh, <laughs> he like he goes and becomes a nightman because he somehow stumbles into some guy who has a whole bunch of like high tech. Yeah, stuff. The, the, there's like <laughs> it's like these. This guy, him and his, like, team were, like, making these high-tech weapons for the Pentagon, and then they were trying to go private or something like that, and and then these, uh, I, I don't know what they are, just businessmen or something, are trying <laughs> to sell them off to the highest bidder. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it's like, you got the token Arab guy, the token Chinese guy, and the token... I guess, not sure what the other one was. It was like some other nationality or something. But what's crazy about this is that there are some actual people in this that actually went on to do some pretty big stuff. I mean, like Daniel Day Kim is in this, mm-hmm. like briefly, as a like a doctor, right? Is that what he, no, he like, was, no, he was a, uh, he was a special agent. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah something. He was, I don't know. he was a special agent or a detective. But he looked like he was wearing a nurse costume, though. Like he had on, like, a white coat. Yeah, he went in there, like, undercover. Oh, gotcha, okay. Um, well, basically, Nightman, he ends up... His name is, was Johnny Domino. Johnny Domino. <laughs> he ends up, uh, like, getting involved with this dude and finding out how to use this technology. And he gets, like, a suit and, like, some kind of a red eye and an anti-gravity belt. Mm. And like a cloak that can make him invisible, kind of like Harry Potter's cloak. Mm. Um, but I think a couple of things that make this worth watching, and it's two episodes. You have to watch it on Tubi. It's on Tubi, T U B I. You have to watch it with commercials. What makes this worth watching is because it's just hilarious. <laughs> There's just it's just really unintentionally funny, in a real late '90s kind of way. It's back when they used to do... They still hadn't figured out superhero shows yet. Um, honestly, I think that uh, there were some shows in the early 2000s that kind of set up the whole 
superhero shows you have now, which is was really Joss Whedon's Angel and Buffy and stuff, mm-hmm. those kind of created that. Of course, uh, Smallville started in 2002. Yeah, Smallville so. as well. So those shows actually made superhero shows what they are now. But this was kind of a, an attempt to do a superhero show. Um, but man, it's... It's and it ran for what two or three seasons? Two seasons. Two seasons. Two seasons. Um, but it's got some really great. There's like Patrick McGee is in it. Patrick McNee. Patrick McNee, yeah. yeah. Patrick McNee. Um, you know, uh, gosh, there's so so many other a ton of character actors. You got Brian George playing the Arab guy who doesn't actually have an accent, but he plays those guys all the time. Then you got Al Sapienza as one of the henchman uh-huh. he's always pleased to play like a henchman or a cop usually a dirty cop or some or or a mobster and uh what's the guy's name that played the the chinese villain guy what's uh that? rick young but we were thinking he was in in big Ta- big trouble in little china but but no that wasn't him i looked oh, that's it up not him. That's no not i looked him. it up yeah uh there's another really big name in this that kind of shows up for a couple seconds and it's <laughs> yeah. david hasselhoff he like he shows up in this is like Mr. B who's like the bad lady's assistant. There's this really nefarious lady who's selling this off. I think he's supposed to be her boss. I don't know, but Nightman just grabs him and throws, throws him, him out, out a window. window. <laughs> and like this like this castle. There's like this castle and it's like <laughs> an evil castle and they have like lightning strike at it. They, they might as well just have the music go dan dan dan. <laughs> When you did yeah. that, because it was just, it was just it was like a super villain cliche. And there was so much cheesy blue screen in this. Oh man, it, blue so was, much like, cheesy blue. They screen. were on like a bridge. I guess this is supposed to be the San Francisco Bridge, and it was just like really <laughs> bad CG. Yeah. Bridge. Speaking of CG, this may be the first time we ever see a a, a digital character on a television show. They had him, and they showed Nightman like flying around in the distance sometimes. Especially when he's doing any kind of like animated stuff, other than just standing still and flying, which is basically what he does. Um, it's a digital character, and there was one bit where a girl falls off a bridge. She gets thrown off a bridge, and he catches her. And I know that part was like a digital. Oh yeah, you like can a digital tell. character. I mean, you can tell it's digital, but it's kind of cool that they're like using digital characters and stuff in this. Um, also, there's. <laughs> There's a lot of really funny stuff in it. One of the things that happens that made me laugh so hard was the very end of this. Whenever the, whenever this uh, woman is dead in his apartment and his girlfriend comes in and they like look at each other and rather than like, oh my gosh, it's a dead woman, she's like, oh, okay. And then, then they just go sing. They just leave the <laughs> yeah. dead body there and they go sing in the club. It, they're, they're having like a conversation with the dead body. It's like, oh, maybe this relationship's not going to work. And they're like, no, it's going to work. And then they start kissing and then they leave and go perform at the nightclub. Just leave the lady there dead on the couch. And she's the villain that they've been, that they've had through the whole two episodes. And you have to watch the first and second episode. It's like a two parter. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, Nightman. Night what man. else you got to say about it, Richard? A lot of jazz. A lot of jazz. A lot of jazz. A lot of smooth jazz. Yeah, because back during the time this came out, like Kenny G was really big, and so there they got like the saxophone guy like playing. 
Now here's a kind of an interesting bit of information we found out about our star. Uh, the guy that plays Nightman, um, he ends up playing um, an agent in the Matrix movies, and he's the guy who fights Morpheus on top of the truck in the in the uh, the scene where they're you know they're they're fighting on top of that truck trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the guy that played Nightman. Yeah, this guy is. He's a stunt man, so he does a lot of stunts. I think I think it said on IMDb he's been the stunt man in like seventy nine films. Yeah, he's done quite a career with, as a stunt. Yeah, man. Uh, but however, when he's like peeling out in his car, he's driving a oh man, he's driving a Plymouth Plymouth Prowler too, which that's like the last sports car that Plymouth made before they went under. But uh, it's a purple one, which everybody had a purple one. It seemed I never saw any other colors but purple for Prowlers. Um, but whenever he's peeling out and turning around, like the guy's got like really long hair and then <laughs> the guy that peels out and turns around has really short hair and you're like, well, why didn't you do your own stunts, man? Yeah. I like, I, I like when he is, when you do see him flying because he's doing like this stiff dolphin pose <laughs> Yeah, when he's flying around. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's pretty hilarious. He's like, let's floating through the air and uh, anti-gravity somehow he's able to control it I'm not really sure how he does yeah and they're they're talking about all the stuff his suit does earlier in the first episode mm-hmm. of the pilot we're like it's got cloaking vis- close anti-gravity this an- this uh, cloaking ability mm-hmm. and then you got like the red eye which looks really stupid it, <laughs> it that, looks like that has like a la- that has like a laser beam that can come out of it then later, he shows that he's got to leave from the club, and so he just hits a little clicker, and it and it pops up like a, a hologram of him playing the saxophone. Like so he can that have was, an alibi. Yeah, yeah, that was not that was not a thing they explained earlier. That no, just kind of comes out of nowhere. No, they said there was a hologram. They did. Yeah, they did. They said. There was I didn't a hear him say that. I thought. Yeah, because he was like showing him all the stuff inside the crate, and he's like, "Look at this. This is this thing, and this thing is a holographic imager." And then this thing is the... Oh, okay. Yeah, he did all that stuff. And, the and oh, then the suit has a belly button, too. Oh, the suit has a belly button. It does have it's a like big, a... big, gushy belly button. Big, big, goofy-looking belly button. <laughs> so, Looks like a mouth this, on his this, stomach. Yeah, this, I watched this show <laughs> when I was a kid when it came on, and uh, I didn't even like it that much. Though. I remember seeing this. I think I watched the first episode, and I was done. I didn't even make it through the first episode, I think. It was, it was pretty horrible. And look, I watched all of The Flash, too, with uh, Daniel Day Ship or uh, John Wesley Ship. Mm-hmm. So, you know. <laughs> I mean, I have that. I would say The Flash is better. Yeah, I have that. I have that on DVD. The so, Flash is better. Yeah, I think the that Flash the Daniel Day Ship Flash is better than this. Okay? So, if you just have, uh, you know, an hour and a half to kill or something like that. Watch the first two episodes on Tubi for a laugh because mm. it is actually pretty funny. All right, so uh, until next time, I'm Roger Colby. And I'm Richard Coots.